Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. I want you to notice 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 reads as follows. For we walk by faith, not by sight. In fact, say that with me. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Based on what I've just read to you, our theme scripture for 2022 is for we walk by faith, not by sight. Our theme for 2022 is is simply two words, faith walkers. Faith walkers which would be my subject for tonight. 2021 has been a year that we've seen and heard many things. The year started out with political uproar, a highly, also a highly transmittable virus that mutated into two additional variants known as Delta and Omicron, resulting in a number of deaths, lives being disrupted, and so forth. We saw people fighting over whether or not you should wear a mask. We saw people have unemployment issues. Not only unemployment issues, but finding workers' issues. We've seen inflation. I heard Deacon McCullough talk a few minutes ago. I thought he was in my notes for a moment, but anyway, the Holy Spirit knows, don't he? We, we've seen inflation where the cost of a pack of meat can, can easily be 10 to $12. And those... Families have to make decisions on do I buy the meat or do I opt out and add a substitute. We've seen a number of hurricanes, tornadoes, even tornado here in our city of Billerica just today. Wildfires in places that normally don't have wildfires. Extreme temperatures in unusual places. I was reading there was a record in Alaska this past week where the temperature went to as high as it's ever been they've ever recorded before. Crime continues to be an area of concern from crime against certain races of people, the school shootings, a number of children being shot, gun violence, and so forth. 2021 has been a year for us to see, hear, and experience many different things as well as learn to deal with a lot, with a wide range of emotions. Some of us have been, have been impacted by the many things that have gone on, whether directly or indirectly. The more we see and hear, the more it can shake your confidence in life. Information regarding the happenings in the world is easy to get. There's a 24-hour-a-day news channel, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the World News, Shade Room. You name it, there's news out there. And many times they give their own personal slants to the news. And if you're not careful, you'll take that as, uh, as something that is viable. But you got to learn how to receive it because you can't let it affect the way you think, the way you talk, and the way you respond to different matters. 
It can be easy to be caught up in what we see, hear, or feel and lose sight on how Jesus is our sovereign, our one true and living God who rules and reigns in the midst of what's happening in the world. I remember we, when the Lord gave us the message and we talked about and we asked the question, is there more good happening in the world or more bad? It depends on what you watch 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Because you can get so caught up in the news, you think that God's outnumbered with the things that he's do, when really there's no, there's no, there's no, even no comparison to all the good things that God is doing in the world. I mean, God is doing so much. Listen, you know, we, there's a saying that we do more before 5 a.m. than most people do all day. God do more before 5 a.m. before most people do in a lifetime. Because that's who God is. He's more than enough. He's still doing exceedingly, abundantly above anything we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. He's a good God. And he's good all the time. And some of you can testify to the fact that God has been good and is good to you right now. In fact, you don't expect things to change any, anymore uh, as you walk with God. You know, God's been so good to you, you don't, if something bad happened, you're like, well, hold on. It ain't, he's not finished yet. Because all things are working together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. So it may be bad now, but God's not finished. How many know what I'm talking about? You know, something bad happened, but you know God's not finished yet. He's still working it out for my good. I love what God said in his word when he said, you know, he give us richly all things to enjoy. I love it for the fact that, he, that you know, that God is so God enough that even when we're dealing with situations in our life, he is still working them out for my good. I love that, God. Thank you for working it for our good. I love the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it. Don't you love scriptures like that, that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it? Don't you love the fact if you're not rich, God is making you rich in every area of your life? Relationships, the way you think, the way you talk, the way you act. I mean, he's making you rich right now. Thank you, Lord, for making us rich right now. It can be easy to get caught up in what we see, hear, or feel, and so forth. But thank God that he continues to send his word. And somebody said it earlier, tailor-made to meet our situation. Woo, thank you, God, for tailor-made words. Hallelujah. He continues to stir us up to pray, to fast, to sow, and reap, as well as share his word with others, despite what is happening around us. And sometimes the life you live is a testimony within itself. When people are being moved by everything that's around you and you still walking steadfast, unmovable, unshaken, undated by everything that's going on. Why? Because you got peace that passes all understanding. Oh, thank God for the peace. Everybody else is wondering and, and, and trying to scratch their head and wonder what we're going to do. And you walking around with peace and love and joy and so forth because of the spirit of God that lives on the inside of you. God is doing it for you. Woo. He's doing it for you. He continues to stir us up to pray, to fast, and to, and to give, and to reap a harvest, and share his word, and so forth. And you think about it, we've heard testimonies of God's healing power, 
God, God giving promotions in the workplace, raises on top of raises, families being restored, business deals going our way, relationships being mended, God's favor been opening doors that no man can shut, and not to mention God's divine protection. God has been protecting his people. I mean, he's been doing it. I mean, God has been doing it hands down. He's been protecting his people. And God continues to save souls and restore us back to him. So as we close chapter 2021 and open this new chapter of 2022, we can see how important it is not to be moved by what we hear and see in this world. In other words, because people can get one report one day and give you another report the next day. And if you're not careful, it'll move you off of what God has told you to do. You got to be stay focused in on what God has instructed you to do. So therefore, we must not be moved by the world's situation, but we must be moved by what we hear and see in God's written and revealed word. When this word is written and then it's revealed to you, that's when you start to move out. That's when you start to, listen, react in how you think, how you talk, and how you act. What does God say about the situation that I'm dealing with right now? What does he say about it? Well, if I don't know, I go to the word of God and I say, God, show me in your word what you're saying about this, what's going on in my life right now. I may not hear it. See, it may be Tuesday and, and here it is. I just heard something Sunday that helped me. But you may not. You might need a word before I, you come back and see me on Sunday. Sometimes God will give you a word. Amen. That will help you to make it till Sunday till you can get a word from God directly. God knows how to do that. God can do that. Don't you never underestimate what God can do in your life if you continue to trust him. Oh, I trust you, God. I may not understand everything that's happening in my life, but I trust you, God. I trust you, God. Oh, God, I'm getting excited, y'all. Let me get back. Let me get back. We, oh, thank God. God continues to save soul and restore us back. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, thank you so much. See, the Lord continues to show us that he is a miracle worker. He's been working miracles in our lives. Best up, I didn't see no miracle. Well, look around your room. I see about, I see several miracles happening right now. And what's beautiful about it, they haven't really told you all the miracles that God has did in their life. You see the outside surface, but you ought to see the miracle God done on the inside of each and every one of them. How he changed their life for the better. Oh, better is here, better is coming, but we're experiencing better by a changed mindset. A changed way of thinking, a changed way of acting, a changed way of believing. We believe God wholeheartedly. And that has been such a blessing to all of us. He is a miracle worker. Not only is he a miracle worker, he is a protector. Listen, you may have the, the best natural security plan in the world, but you can't, can't nobody protect you like Jesus. Mm, I mean, Jesus can protect you and he is still protecting you because you don't really know everything that's out there like God does. That's why I'm constantly pleading the blood over you, myself, my family and so forth, because God is a protector. 
Oh, you think that, listen, you, listen, there is, there. We was watching something on the news the other day and I said, you know what, God, you must, you still protecting us. Because they tell you about some stuff they want you to know. Look, yeah, I got two amens. People understand what I'm talking about. But there's some stuff out there they ain't even told you about yet. That God is protecting you from. I appreciate God's divine protection over our lives. He's also our kinsman redeemer. He's our burden remover. He is our yoke destroyer. He is our way maker. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is provided and so much more because God is a God of more than enough. He's doing it for us. There's not a person in this room that can't say that God's not doing anything for us. Now, you might not think about it, but I believe if you stay around me long enough, I'm going to show you that God is working in your life. You know what I love about God? He works on me despite me. Thank y'all. Two two people got that. Even despite me, God works with me. He helps me and he works with me. And I appreciate because some people will give up on you, but God won't give up on you. Are you following him? Because if God give up on you, it don't matter how many people support you. Because I want God's support in every area that I want God to be in in my life. Every area. I want God to be in every area. I want to be in my health. I want to be in my thinking. I want to be in my relationship. I want to be in my finances. I want him to be in every area of my life. How many agree with that? You want God in every area of your life. I appreciate that, God. I appreciate that. We have to continue to progress and move forward in life despite our situations, despite chaos and confusion around us. We have to develop the confidence in God that we can hear and obey his voice and prosper even in the midst of haters and doubters and so forth. Woo! Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. You live long enough, you're going to have a hater or two along the way. And you're going to wonder what they're hating about. Thank y'all for the full amen. Sometimes people hate on you for reasons you ain't even figured out yourself. They, they, they hate on you for stuff that really you say, why you hate on me for this? Because if, if truth be told, I would give it to you if the Lord tell me to. <laughs> you must understand that God is still working on your behalf. We have to continue. We, can't, we have to continue to develop confidence in God as we continue to hear and obey his voice in every area of our lives. We live in an hour where I believe that, that standing still and trying to figure out if we're going to obey God is going to be dangerous ground. Trying to walk around and figure it out, am I going to obey God or not? Well, no. Well, no, that's dangerous ground to be on. Dangerous ground to be on. That, that place of indifference about life. Or indifference about God, I should say. Indifference about praying. Indifference about giving. Indifference about putting God first in every area of your life. See, we can't afford to be indifferent when it comes to hearing and receiving God's word. We can't be indifferent about that. It's too important in the hour that we live in that we hear what God is saying to us. 
I heard what the introduction was. And one of the things that she said is so true. There's a tailor-made word for each and every one of us. A tailor-made word for each and every one of us. Now, I hear the word that comes to me, but also I hear a word from my pastor. Because he feeds me and as I feed you. See, this is why we can continue to hear God's word through our pastors or through our sheep feeders. They bless us and we thank God for what they do in our lives. God's word gives us guidance. It gives us insight. It gives us clarity and it gives us faith to believe his divine promises. Thank God for his word. Now, let's go to St. Corinthians. St. Corinthians, we're going to start at St. Corinthians chapter 1. And verse one, we'll start there. We're going to work our way back over to, to the fifth chapter. Second Corinthians chapter one and verse one. And while you're getting that, let me say this to you. This particular book is considered the second letter that is recorded in the Bible that is written to the church at Corinth. And the saints in okay about Paul to deal with certain issues and see the church in Corinth in Okea. These were a gathering of believers. The church was an assembly of Christians. It was an assembly of Christians gathering together to worship God in spirit and in truth. They were considered a church. But he also wrote this letter in such a way by, by being led by the Holy Spirit that he wrote it to the entire body of Christ. So not only did he write it to the church at Corinth and Okea, he also wrote it to us. Now we start off in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God and Timothy our brother, to the church of God which is at Corinth, with all the saints who are in Okea. See, we know that Paul was qualified to write this letter being an apostle or a messenger sent with divine orders from God, he was an apostle of Jesus Christ. He greased the church, and one thing about this letter, this second letter that he wrote to the church at Corinth, he wanted to encourage them in their walk with Christ. And so as not only did Paul encourage the church at Corinth and Okea, he's also encouraging here us here at Overcomers Christian Center. All right. Now watch what he the words of encouragement that he gives not only to that church, but to us as well. He says grace to you. He says grace. I want you to understand God's favor upon your life. I want you to understand that God has good will going towards you and his love for you is beneficial. God's love for us is beneficial. That means it's going to be it's going to be helpful to us in every area of our lives. I thank God that his love is beneficial. I didn't know his love is beneficial because you ever had some of the world's love? That stuff will love you and leave you. Thank you all for the two amens. The rest of y'all pray for us, okay? Now, he says also in this text that he says grace to you and peace. He wants you to have harmony. He wants you to have safety as well as prosperity. Notice who it comes from. It comes from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He See, he's reminding the church that even in the times of tribulation, similar to what we've seen here in 2021, civil unrest, 
in the times of tribulation where you've had to deal with situations in your own personal life that you had tribulation in. Now, you don't tell me everything that's going on, but I pray for you long enough to understand that you deal with some stuff. I don't have to know everything. I know enough to pray for you. I thank you that you know enough to pray for me too. Thank you all for the, see, are you still praying for me, ain't you? Did I, did I say that the wrong way? Well, thank you, all right. Okay, good. I'm praying for you, you praying for me. Good, we good. I was wondering for a minute because I got quiet when I said, you know. <laughs> Whew, I know I pray for y'all, so I know y'all praying for me, right? All right, there we go, there we go. So he said, I want you to have peace, though. See, I, Paul was a praying man. And he understood that this church needed peace. They needed peace. They needed, they needed, uh, harmony. They needed safety and prosperity from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. See, he reminds that church that even in times of tribulations, similar to what we see today, that God is a comforter. God comforts. See, living in the hour, we need a solid, proven, and genuine source of comfort. And nobody can comfort you like Jesus. Nobody can. People can do an okay job with it, but God knows how to comfort you. And I appreciate that. I really do. And and see, and we go to verse three. It says this. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the father of mercies. He is the father of compassion as well as empathy toward us. And the God of all comfort, the God of all constellation, the God of all encouragement and the God of refreshing knows how the Lord comforts us. So in turn, we can comfort others. Because he's comforting us. He is, he's giving us encouragement and he wants us to be refreshed. Nothing like being refreshed by God. But see, in this Christian journey, if we're going to progress, move forward in the will of God, we must know that God has our back. I know this keeps sounding familiar to you, but that's how the Holy Spirit worked it tonight. He says, I've got your back. And I thank God he's got my back because I've lived long enough to look behind me and nobody would have my back. You ain't said amen to that. You ain't lived long enough yet. Keep on living because one day you're going to look for somebody behind you and you're going to look and you're going to keep looking and keep looking and you ain't going to find nobody. People, and I understand because people can't handle everything you go through. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Four amens right there. I, I, I know, I know, I know. People can't handle everything you go through. And this is what you need to know. Sometimes God will move them out the way because you're looking too much at the people that you're dependent upon them to have your back. When God says, I need the one, I, I'm the one who's got your back. Because can't nobody do you like Jesus. I don't want nobody to have my back unless God gives them permission to have my back. Because if he gives them permission to have my back, I know they won't run when they see what's in front of me. Because some stuff in front of you, everybody can't handle what's in front of you. Everybody can't handle your vision. Everybody can't handle your mindset. Because why? You see beyond the natural. 
You a faith walker. See, walking by faith and not by sight, people can't handle. When you when you look at it, man, if I thought about that, I did that. God, I'm gonna give you just a quick, quick testimony. Quick testimony. And I remember, um, I remember my sister and and others. I remember because she she called this place the new land. But see, when you saw the new land. It didn't look like it looked right now. It didn't look like, cause why? There were, there were nothing but trees out here. There was nothing, uh, there was no building. See all the pretty, all the prettiness in the building right here? None of this was in here. <laughs> Not, all the cuteness right in here, you know, all the night colored max and all that kind of stuff? None of that was in here. That road out there, y'all see? It, it was none of that out here. You gotta be able to see this. When there's no road. And you got to be able to see this. When we first came out here, there was no grass outside neither. You got, got, and then the man told us we need to build in the middle. Not up there at the road, but build him. Because it'll save you almost $100,000 you build him. So I'm saying, we're well, moving on back then, my brother. <laughs> I'm telling you, it costs us a hundred thousand dollars more to build up there. And you gotta be able to say, he done lost his mind. And cause I heard some people say, I, I came down the road, but I didn't, I didn't see no church. Man, how far did you come? <laughs> cause I'm thinking in my mind, I drove this thing so many times, it don't even phase me no more, right? But some people, they drive, they drive a hundred yards off the road, they don't see no church. They're like, well, no, I'm going to the wrong place. Don't worry, your neighbors came down here and turned around and looked and everything else. But you got to be able to see. You got to have people walking with you that when they see. Okay, let me give you another example. There was a brother that was fighting, get ready to fight this whole huge army. He had about 30,000 folks with him. And then he turned around and God told him, tell everybody that's scared to go back home. And so everybody scared, took off. And I thought it'd be just a few folks that leave, right? No. 30,000, over 30,000 folks. No. Then God said, now I want you to do another test. And when you finish, when he finally finished, he went from 30,000 to 300 folks. Now God said, you're ready to fight. (laughs) Woo. I'm telling you, man. People, not everybody can handle what's in front of you. Are y'all seeing that? I mean, if people look around and see what we do with the number of people we have, not everybody can handle, because they come in and they look and say, where everybody else? And I'm talking about we get ready to, I'm telling well, y'all, we're getting ready to do the backpack program. We're getting ready to feed some folks. We're getting ready to do this to some folks. And we're getting ready, and you're like, where everybody else? Who's going to do all this? We are. Hallelujah. Oh, let me tell you one more quick test. No, one more, one more, one more. I got, got, I got, I got I'll sell things in my mind. Oh, you remember that time where we were getting ready to, uh, we started out doing 25, uh, back, back, uh, packages for the school, children to go back to school. Messed around here and we started doing 400 bags one time. 400. 400. 400. You talking about some sweating folks that day. 
Not everybody can handle what's in front of you. And I'll be honest with you, in my mind, I'm shaking. <laughs> okay, I guess none of y'all was shaking. Okay, y'all pray my strength, okay? I told, look, y'all pray for me. I pray for you. Is that, is that okay? Because you got to be able to walk by faith and not by what? When God tell you to do something, you got to move out on his word. And you can't be talking about, well, I got to wait till everybody get him. I got to wait till the money show up. I got to wait till all the brief, the plate, the pieces get in place before we do it. Let me tell you something, when God tell you to do it, that's the pieces in place. And then you move forward strategically, being led by the Holy Spirit, and he'll t- do what he said he's going to do. Let me tell you something, we did uh, approximately, we did over 200, over 300, over 400 people in one summer. We have did backpack program now for over several years now. 30, 40 bags a week. Did not miss a week. Thank God for the brother that, that has all that up and make sure it happened. I mean, thank God for people like you who support it. Still got the boys here. Still making sure people are taken care of. Are y'all following him? You can't just do this being a man looking at what you see. I know people talk about us. What them folks doing down there in the wood? You think that gonna stop me? <laughs> if I get scared now, I'm in bad shape, are y'all? Cause God done did too much now. Cause why? Some of y'all just attached to me. When He says, "I look behind me," oh, let me do it. When I look behind me, yeah, they still here. Let go, God. They, they still here. They, oh, let me look. Let me. Look. They, let go, God. They, they still here. Now look, one or two missing out. So God, what we do? Still move forward. Cause they missing out on the blessing. Oh, y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. They missing out on what God's gonna do. Cause if God blessed the ministry, He gotta bless you to bless the ministry. God got to pay your debts off as he pays off the debt of the church. God got to pay off your car. God got to pay off your house. God got to pay off your stuff as he... That that just dropped down, y'all. That was somebody today. That just dropped down. That's not a part of my notes or nothing, but God just dropped that down. To remind you in 2021, that's why he blessed you like he blessed you. You wonder why you got the raise. You wonder why you got the promotion. You wonder why you paid off the car. You wonder why you paid off the loan. You wonder why you did this, that, and the other. Because as you blessed the ministry, God was sitting blessing you. Hallelujah. Okay, Lord. Let's move. Let's move. I hear you, Lord. I hear you, Lord. I ain't got the first Corinthians. I'm still in chapter one. We're going to get there, y'all. We're going to get there. He's our source. He's our source. He's our source of encouragement. He refreshes us when we feel beat down by the world. He has our back when, as we mature enough to be able to comfort and encourage others who are in trouble. We see many people around us who have been in trouble. And things continue as they go on. We see others in trouble. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm going to make a phone call. I pray y'all pray my strength now. There's some people that got hit by the tornado around here. I'm going to make a phone call. If they say they need some help, we're going to help them. I don't know how. I don't know what mine is, but we're going to do something. And I know that don't bother y'all. Because y'all figured I'm going to do something anyway, D. <laughs> 
Y'all pray for me. I need help, y'all. I need Jesus. Now, now somebody else will figure out all the coordination stuff. Somebody figure out, you know, well, we'll put together some boxes that we might do. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to do something. I just, these are our people, y'all. These are our people. City of Billerica is our, is our people. City of Billerica is our people. The Carroll County area is our people. Noon is our area. Dallas High, I mean, just different sets that are our people. And when they get hit, it, it should affect us. Not in a negative way, but affect us in a way to do something about it. Now, we may not can do everything for everybody, but we can do our part. Everybody understand that? We've never been to church to back down from something what God tells us to do. We might shake with our knees as we're going forward, but we're going to keep going forward. Is everybody all right with that? All right, now, all right. Now, let's go to verse 4. Second Corinthians 1 and 4. He reminds us why he comforts us. Notice what he says, who comforts us in all our tribulation. Notice what God does. He comforts us. He encourages us. He strengthens us in all of our tribulation. And tribulation means persecution, anguish, anytime we're burned, anytime we're troubled. God says, I'm going to encourage you and strengthen you that you may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble, in any oppression, in any affliction, who are uh, distressed or pressure, who feel that pressure from life, from what they're dealing with, with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So as God comforts us, we're going to help comfort somebody else. Now, I'll be honest with you, I had no idea the scripture was going to be a part and what was going to happen today. But see, God knew we got to react on this. Everybody understand what I'm saying now? This ain't about me. This is deeper than me. This, but y'all, I know y'all know that. But the thing you got to understand, he wouldn't have gave us this if, what, if we couldn't do something about it. Because that means he's going to make sure it's a source. Now, that's, a good, that's good news for you. Because, I mean, somebody must be going to get a big, big raise, big promotion, big something real soon to make sure the sources are here to take care of that situation. That's how God been doing it for years now. Y'all know that, right? Some of y'all think, oh, I got a big raise. And I'm in my mind, okay, God, what you get ready to do? I got a big promotion. What you get ready to do, God? Because, remember, this is always a flow. We never stop giving because we don't get comfortable. Because in order to keep flowing, we got to keep flowing with it. That means that God keeps, that's why I think, I pray for y'all promotion. I pray for y'all's debts to be canceled. I pray for y'all salary increases or business deals to, to explode, especially tithe payers and offering givers. Because I know you're going to give. Now, it would, be, it would be silly for a pastor to pray for a sheep not to be prosperous. In my opinion, anyway. Especially tithe payers and offering givers. You want them to be. So I want y'all to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So now, it's important we know that we're not alone in our faith. We need God's help, but we need to be intentional in helping others. At times, we may need to encourage others, be a source of strength and support, pray with them, visit them. Spend time with them, sow into the lives, share God's word with them, and so forth. We're going to show the love of God as the Holy Spirit directs. And we're not doing without the Holy Spirit directing. It always has to be the Holy Spirit directing us. Know that God did, 
excuse me, we know what God did to encourage and strengthen us in our trouble, and we must do likewise by the Holy Spirit's Holy Spirit's guidance. Let me read that to you again. We'll make sure you understand that. We know what God did to encourage and strengthen us in our trouble. He helped us. We must do likewise by the Holy Spirit's guidance. Because somebody was guided by the Holy Spirit to help us. We need to make sure that we're guided by the Holy Spirit to help somebody else. All right. Y'all see that, right? Holy Spirit, use somebody to help you. Now, what we need for we we need to do is let the Holy Spirit use us to help somebody else. All right now. It ties what we hear, what we see and what we feel when dealing with others may cause us to back away. And want to let and want to let them figure out their own situations on their own accord. We can easily have that mindset. We got ours. They need to get theirs. But as the Holy Spirit guides you, this is a part of your process, part of your maturity in helping others. You you mature, you grow up real quickly when you start helping other folks. You do. God check you check your attitude too when you're helping other folks. He will check your attitude when you help other folks. He'll put you in a beautiful situation where you're helping somebody and then they don't even say thank you for the help you're giving. I know. I didn't spend my gas money. Gas went from $3 something a gallon. Used my resources. Bought their food. Now, Lord, I thought you told me to buy them meal. I bought them the meal, and they took the meal and ran out the dough. And then they at least give me deuces or nothing. I mean, they just, boom, gone. They were gone. And you had to pray. And then you had to say, God, you know what? I did it because you told me to do it. And I'm happy about it too, God. Woo! They didn't tell me thank you or nothing, but I'm happy about it. Now, some of us, we came a long way when we happy about something like that. That's maturity right there. That's maturity. That's maturity. And that's part of our process. We must find confidence in our sovereign God, Jesus Christ, that he has divine plans for our lives. And that's part of the plan. We have to be assured that as we follow him and regulate our lives by his written and revealed word, that he will deliver us, he will protect us and prosper us, despite the opposition that is around us. He's going to do what he said he's going to do according to his word. Now, in looking at the fifth chapter of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I'm not going to all of this, but I want to just give you just the background, a little bit about what's happening here. In Paul's letter, in this particular section of the letter, someone had seemed to cast doubt on the resurrection, resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, let me say this. It takes faith to believe in the resurrection. It takes faith. It's a choice you made to believe in the resurrection. Now, one reason it takes faith is because you never have experienced in the natural the resurrection. You just believe it. You really, you, most of us have never seen anybody who died rise back up with our natural lives. We just believe it because the Bible says it. We believe that the whole gospel is based upon the resurrection 
of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So when he when this particular issue came up at the church at Corinth and those at Okea, he Paul had to address that issue. And so as he addressed that issue. He says, listen, you got to walk by faith. What do you mean? You got to believe the resurrection despite the fact that you have never seen anybody with your natural eyes resurrect. Now, to take that a little farther, you got to believe the gospel despite that sometimes it has not manifested fully of what everything that God is going to do in your life. You got to believe what God has said. You just read it the first time and you're like, is this really true or not? Because you must make up in your mind that what you read about God is true, despite that you have no evidence for it. He said, now, I know they're talking about the resurrection. And I know I've taught, Paul said, I've taught you about the resurrection. But really, you got to make up in your mind, you're going to believe what he said about the resurrection. It's a choice we make. Faith is a choice that every believer must make. Every believer must make it. See, in order to believe the resurrection, and, and this is what you got to be careful about, you can't be distracted by the different doctrines of the world that try to take you away from the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because there'll be a lot of different doctrines out there, different beliefs that will try to take you away that Jesus rose from the dead. That's before we must walk by faith. We got to progress by faith. We got to live our life by faith. We got to make due use of the opportunities that come our way by faith. And we got to follow by faith. To put it succinctly in this text here, because it says we walk by faith, not by sight. We got to make a decision that we either going to walk by faith or we're going to walk by sight. I know this probably seems simple to you, but it's so important that we understand this particular process. See, Paul was indicating to the church, they are not to walk by sight. They're not to live their life by sight. They are not to live by the external or the outward appearance or the views or the fashions or the forms of this world. They're not to live that way. And we got to make it in our minds that we're not going to live that way neither. We can't make decisions based on what we hear on CNN, on Fox News, on MSNBC, on social media, on, by social influencers. We can't live our life based on that. We make our decisions, we live by the written and the revealed word of God. See, his word is a lifeline to us when it comes to operating in a world that is caught up in what they see and what they hear and what they do and not based on God's written or revealed word. See, in our theme scripture for 2022, 
it reminds us or it jogs our, our mindset that we must be faith walkers. Now, let me before I deal with that, let me say this to you. First of all, what we do with our natural eyes or our senses is real. It is not to be taken lightly. I don't take the different viruses lightly. I don't take social injustice lightly. I don't take the different events that are going on in the world lightly. But I don't let them govern my life. Y'all see the difference there? Because the external eye, outward appearance is something we must all contend with in order to overcome so we can gain the victory. See, you can watch certain movies if you ain't careful. It'll take you to a place that you ain't got no business going. It'll have, listen, you can listen to certain uh, news opinions and you think that what they're telling you is true. You can listen to certain people say certain things. I was listening to a, 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 an opinion of somebody gave one day, and I thought that thing was so on point. And then I found out that what they were saying, they were just their opinion. Y'all see the difference? It was their opinion. Now, I have no problem with your opinion, but don't make your opinion gospel. Oh, y'all missed that thing. I know, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Some people take opinions as gospel. And then they get all worked up over somebody's opinion. Lose sleep over somebody's opinion. Will give money to somebody's opinion. Like, oh God. Also, the outside appearance can appeal to our senses, which could appeal to our eyesight, our smell, or could appeal to our touch. You know what messed me up on this one right here? I'll, now, you don't think this is real. I'm going to give you one example. And I, I pray none of y'all fall for this. I can walk into the mall, and I can walk around a corner sometime, and the Cinnabon store will catch my attention. I, I have not seen the Cinnabon store, but I, and I'm like, I ain't going to buy it today. <laughs> Shaking the whole time. I ain't going to buy it today. If that's a Cinnabon store, I ain't going to buy it today. I ain't going to buy it today. Hey, man, give me a Cinnabon with. <laughs> okay, y'all pray. I'll straight down. Y'all know, I know y'all do. Y'all don't, smell don't mess y'all up like it do me. Mess around and be hungry too. <laughs> Cinnabon has messed me up, y'all. I've been by a few times. But I had to eat before I go, go over by a Cinnabon store because if not, whew. Sometimes I can be full of a Cinnabon store and go by. Now, Cinnabon may not be your weakness, okay? But I know you got one. Mm-hmm. My wife and I were shopping the other day. She messed around, took me by a store that I, I said, I can't go in that store, babe. And I kept looking at that store. And that store looked good, too. I ain't going to lie to you. And she she wasn't no help neither. She said, like, ooh, that store right over there. <laughs> <laughs> we need help, boy. Now, we didn't go in that store. We went to another store, though. <laughs> See, your sight can mess with you. Your sight can cause you to spend money. Smell can cause you to spend money. Listen, the touch can cause... Oh, that's 
That feels good. I might want to buy that. I let me say this to you. Nothing wrong with those things. I'm just I give you this example that they can cause you to make decisions. Unfortunately, some people make major decisions based on smell, sight, feel. Major decisions. Nothing wrong with minor decisions. Cinnabon ain't gonna make me lose my sleep. Now, but the problem is, I'm buying a whole a 12 by 12 Cinnabon thing, and I'm not sharing with anybody. That's something wrong with that picture. Trying to eat it before everybody get home. I'm gonna stop here at the road. Y'all finna eat me all these Cinnabon. Something wrong with that, y'all. If you did, that's something wrong with you. I'm crazy. See, the problem is, I say the problem, but see, we can't let these things have a major influence in our lives. Everybody understand what I'm saying now? So, um, understand this. Sight is good. Sight is good. But it cannot be the main source of our decision making for life. You also got to watch out for success and cause us to thinking that what we're doing, we're doing this on our own. We can think because of our intellect, our gifts, our talents that, that are going, as things are going well, that has a way of um, thinking that you're doing this on your own. You also, you can't let life beat you down to the point that it caused you to believe that things would never get better or turn out for your good. We have to be faith walkers. We got to be faith walkers. And this is true. And I'm glad they sung that song. They must, somebody was looking at my notes. We must be intentional. When it comes to knowing how we're progressing, advancing, and being sustained when the world's becoming more and more distressed. This is important. We got to be delivered. We got to, on, on purpose, receive God's word. Paul is led to the church of Corinth. And the surrounding churches wanted us to walk by faith. He said, you gotta walk by faith. You gotta be, you gotta have conviction that the truth that, that relates to God, you gotta believe in God, you gotta trust in God, you gotta trust in His Word, you have conviction that God is this and He is creator of all things. You gotta believe that God created all things even though you wasn't there. You gotta believe God created the heaven and the earth even though you were not there. The problem some people have is this. They want to convince you that God didn't create the heaven and the earth and they have no alternative plan for what did create the heavens and the earth. Well, God didn't do it. Who did then? And my question for you is this. Were you there when it happened? This is what you got to understand. Job had the same argument that he talked to God. And God said, hey, man, where were you when I did all of this? And where were you when I did all of this? And Job kept his mouth shut when he started complaining to God. Because God was saying, hey, I'm still God. I'm creating and doing stuff in heaven. One of my favorite ones, where were you when I told the lightning to go out and I brought the lightning back in? Lightning, y'all. I'm talking about lightning. Lightning. And I told him to come. Good God. 
The God that created the lightning and controls the lightness. And he's still creating. He's creating for you right now. He's creating for you right now. He's creating healing for you. He's creating miracles for you. He's creating an anointing for you. He's creating purpose for you. He's creating whatever you need. He is still God. And besides him, there is no other. Let me get to this point. This is one point I really want to get to. Paul did not want them to get distracted by distracted from the revelation of God's word about what was going on around them. Do you know that this that the world can distract you from what's going on around you? Be patient. y'all. I'm almost done. Be patient. Stay with me. Stay with me now, because this is important. The revelation that was given to them. The world can distract you from it. You know, the MSNBC, Fox News, CNN and so forth can distract you from God's revelation in your life. You know, the stuff around you can distract you from what's going on in your life. Revelation is defined like this. It is the what's revealed to you, what's disclosed to you, the reporting. Whose report do you believe? I choose to believe the report of the Lord. One definition is news, good news of Jesus Christ. Another definition is make known. God is revealing his word through his prophets, and he's also doing this through his pastors. Pastors feeding you knowledge and understanding. This is all part of God's revelation in your life. But the enemy will try to distract you. The enemy will try to distract you. And and so when he tries to distract you as a believer, I got to be deliberate about getting the word because the enemy will try to distract me from the revelation of God's word. And see, if I get the revelation, I'm going to get the victory. But the problem is some people miss when God is giving them instructions as to what to do. It's like if I'm getting ready, I'm glad y'all sitting ready because it made me think for a moment. If I, we're singing a song in the choir and there's five of us singing, y'all were singing one song, but I missed the instructions. I'm singing another song. That's going to be different, ain't it? I, I, that's going to kind of mess some people up because I'm sure some of the other folks going to be like, what are you singing? And then the, 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 the director going to be looking at it there. We're not singing that song. And hard for them to direct why you singing a different song. Because why? You missed the instructions. You missed the instructions. You missed the instructions. You can't get the victory because you missed the instructions. Faith is going to give us instructions. Faith is going to show us, it's going to reveal to us what we need to do. See, to be Faith walkers, we got to receive faith and follow the instructions that faith give us. Let me give you a few scriptures. I'm going to close it out. I'm taking my time with it because I want us to get this. We're going to be talking about this up for a long, for a while. Now, you know how we word this, but it's important that we understand that instructions are going to be so vital. And let me say this to you, what I sense in my spirit. Now, I pray this won't happen. I pray this don't happen to us, but I'm, I'm telling you now. Y'all notice that every time God gave us a scripture, I mean, a theme for the year, there was always something to oppose it. So you know what's going to oppose this scripture? Sight. Sight. So we can't let sight distract us 
from what God has for us this year, right? Everybody understand that? I want nobody to say, well, Pastor Dow, you didn't warn me. I'm warning you right now. I'm warning you right now. Do not let sight distract you from what the, the faith that God wants to give your life. I'll give you three scriptures real quickly. Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I want my faith. It's going to come by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. I've got to hear the instruction. Hearing is important. Hearing means instructions. It's the preaching of the gospel. I've got to hear that in order to be an overcomer. First John chapter five, verse four. First John chapter five, verse four. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. For whatever is born of God overcomes or it conquers or it has victorious or it wins the case or it holds fast to the faith despite the world coming against them. And this is the victory. And the victory is overcoming an opponent. A success in a struggle. Reaching the goal across the finish line that overcomes the world. What is it? Our what? Faith. Our faith. And that's why the enemy knows if we hear divine instructions from the Lord, we're going to operate in the victory that overcomes the world. If we hear the divine instruction, you notice the songs gave us divine instructions. Deacon, Deacon gave us divine instructions. Listen, walking by faith and not by sight is divine instructions. When you take heed to the divine instructions, you're going to overcome the world. You're going to overcome the world, the ungodly, the, those alienated from God, those hostile to God, those seduced from God. You're going to overcome them. The problem, the reason some people don't overcome the world is they miss the instructions. They miss the gospel. They miss when God is feeding us knowledge and understanding. They miss it. They miss it. Oh, God. But when you get the instructions, when you when he says pray and you start praying, when he says give and you start giving, when he says love and you start loving, when he says help your neighbor and you help your neighbor, when you start witnessing and you witness, when you follow the instructions, you can overcome the world. Overcome the world. I don't want nobody in this sanctuary to be overcome by the world because God has given us what we need and he's given us what we need to get the victory all throughout 2022. I mean, listen, I see God in our relationships giving us victory. I see God in our work situation giving us victory. I see God in our auxiliary giving us victory. I see God at working in every area of our life. Giving us what? Victory. Victory. How many want victory? So we got to follow what? The instructions. The instructions. Because why? It gives us what? Victory. Victory going to cause us to overcome the what? World. I mean, this, ain't, this is not me. This is what God says. You know, God says his word ain't going to return back to him void. But it's going to accomplish everything he sent it out to do. Is that right? I'll give you one last scripture, John 16, 13. How when he, when he, the spirit of truth has come, 
Notice what, notice what he's going to do. He's going to guide. Guide you into all truth. He's going to lead you. He's going to show you the way. He's going to direct you. He's going to have an influence of your course of action. Let me say this to you. When you go back to your job, and you, they're going to be like, how do you know how to do all that? You just follow the guidance. You just follow the guidance. I mean, you sitting there wondering how you do it. You follow the guidance. They wonder how in the world. Uh, they'd be amazed. You be paying stuff, paying stuff off early now. They say you're going to keep it for a year. You pay it off in two months, three months. You follow the instructions. You remember the time we used to, not y'all, but me, used to buy Christmas in 2021 and pay it off in 2025? Y'all probably know about them kind of Christmases right there. But I pray y'all, see, y'all start following instructions. Y'all start paying stuff and buying stuff in cash now. Well, excuse me, debit card, cash out, whatever y'all do now. I'm, you know, it's a whole different ball game now. Y'all don't, y'all don't buy one Christmas, pay it off three Christmases later. Cause why? You follow the instructions. You learn how to manage your money. You quit buying stuff that you know you're true and ain't gonna play with, but one day. You know, you learn better now, don't you? They get mad. Well, I, I didn't get no so-and-so. They get over it in three minutes. Because why? You're following the what? Instructions. You follow the instructions. You follow the instructions. So, so when you follow the Holy Spirit, he guides you in all truth. For he not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, notice, whatever he hears, he will speak. Whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to what? All right. Hallelujah. Let's begin. 22, 22 with this mindset, individually incorporate, I'm determined to be a faith walker. Are y'all determined to be faith walkers in 2022? I mean, how many like love that theme that God has given us through our mission? Amen. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.